It's the dictionary. 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 Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the dictionary. How is everybody doing? It's the same things that come out of my mouth every time. I really got to change this up. Let's have some fun with it. Yo, what's up, word nerds? Okay, the first word, jumping right into it, is elemental. E-L-E-M-E-N-T-A-L. This is an adjective from the 15th century and a wonderful, pretty new Pixar movie that you should go watch. That's what it's called, right? It's not called elementals. Let's, uh, let's just do a quick little search. I should know this. I've seen it. Yeah, it's just called elemental. There's no S at the end. 1A for elemental. Of, relating to, or being an element. Specifically, existing as an uncombined chemical element. So the element is not combined with any other element. It's just the single element. So I guess like water would not be an element, right? Because it's combined hydrogen and oxygen. Uh, But hydrogen, that would be an element. That's one of the elements. And of course, we talked about those in the previous episode, which I haven't recorded yet. And I was hoping to get a guest on this episode, but I also didn't really try. Maybe I sent one tweet. (laughs) That's not enough to try. Okay. 1B1, of, relating to, or being, the basic or essential constituent of something. The synonym is fundamental, as in elemental biological needs. What are just the basic things, the essentials? What are the, the elemental things that I need are pizza. 1B2, the synonym... The synonyms are simple and uncomplicated, as in elemental food. I have a quite old banana here. <laughs> it's very brown. Uh, but this this would be an elemental food because it is simple and uncomplicated, although sometimes it can be complicated to take the peel off. Not really, but that's, that's like, I just give me, just give me my food. I don't want to peel, have to peel it off. 1C. Of, relating to, or dealing with the rudiments of something. The synonym is elementary, which is coming up. As in, taught elemental crafts to the children. The most basic of crafts. What would those be? Well, when I was a kid, what did we have? We had popsicle sticks and glue. And um, that's the first thing that pops into my head. Uh, You know, just crayons and just draw. That's, That's pretty elemental. Elementary. 1D, forming an integral part or an integral part. The synonym is inherent, as in an elemental sense of rhythm. So, okay, okay. So I feel I feel like integral and inherent are different. Integral is like important, and inherent is like it's just it's instinct kind of. It's just built in. So an elemental sense of rhythm. Well, I guess if we're talking about something that's sort of built into you and you just have it sort of naturally, I'm going to say I have that. I have an elemental sense of rhythm because, you know, not I'm not perfect, but like I don't know, I just it just I feel like I feel like I have that. I've I've done a bunch of hand drumming and I think I'm an okay dancer. I have rhythm, you know. You can be a crappy dancer but still have rhythm. That makes you a good dancer automatically. So, uh rhythm, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be drumming here, but there's a, there's a little bit of a beat. 
Okay, let's not play the drums. Let's read the words. Two of relating to or resembling a great force of nature, as in the rains come with elemental violence. Yeah, it's like the idea of the just it's just like the basic uh things on the earth. That's not a good way to describe that. A great force of nature. It's just the elements, right? We say that. I think that was probably in uh, not the previous episode, but the one before that, which was, uh, I recorded that a long time ago. The elements, the rain, the wind, the fire, right? Um, also is in, we have another example, elemental passions. There's a lot of force of nature behind those passions. Elemental is also a noun, and elementally is an adverb. Elementally. You do that thing elementally. Hmm. Okay. Moving on. I do have to... It's uh, it's 6.30 a.m. on uh, October 4th. I'm recording this um, because I skipped it, and I was like, I, I don't think I'm going to be able to get a guest, so I'm just going to record it myself. And I, I'm looking all fancy today. If you're watching this on YouTube, I got a polo on because I got to go be professional today. The next word, the sound effect is going to be... Oh, this is going to be interesting. The next word is elementary. Element, you could say elementary if you want to say that. Sometimes I, I prefer that. Adjective from the 14th century. 1A. Oh, and I, like, I feel like I got to sit up because my back is kind of hurting me. So I'm going to tilt up this camera a little bit so we don't lose me completely. There we go. Elementary. My dear Watson. 1A. Of relating to or dealing with the simplest elements or principles of something. The basic, the basic things. What are the basic things? Well, we're we're learning about the basic things here on this podcast. The words, pronunciations, I don't know. Maybe maybe the letters. The letters would be more elementary. 1B. Of or relating to an elementary school. Elementary school. We'll talk about that soon. Two, the there's two synonyms. They are the 1A and B definitions for elemental, which we just read, which are of relating, relating to or being an element, and also relating to the basic or essential constituents of something. Those are elementary. Okay, number three, the synonym is the number two definition for elemental. So they, they're just basically the same word. Uh, that one was of relating to or resembling a great force of nature. Elementary, uh, what was it? Elementary uh, reigns with elementary violence? Elementarily, elementarily is an adverb. And elementariness, elementariness, that is a noun. How much elementariness do you have when you do that thing elementarily? I don't even know how to use those words. Next is elementary particle. Two words. Noun from 1934. We've got one long definition. An elementary particle. Think about it just for a second. What do you think this is? Write your own definition. Hit pause. Write your own definition. And then unpause and see if you were right. Any of the particles of which matter and energy are composed or 
which mediate the fundamental forces of nature, especially one whose existence has not been attributed to the combination of other more fundamental entities. Any of the particles, I need to read this again, any of the particles of which matter and energy are composed, so matter and energy are composed of these elementary particles, or that mediate the fundamental forces of nature. What are the fundamental forces of nature? What we got? We got the, uh, the, the weak, the strong force, the weak force, the, um, the, the, the gravity, and there's another one that starts with E, the electromagnetism. Would those be elementary particles? But there's all these other things like the quarks and the other funny named things. And so those are, I think, more what, you know, nature and matter and energy are all made up of is these things. And like, oh, we still have a whole lot of studying left to do. We got to science it up real good so we can learn more about these elementary particles. Because I don't think we know enough yet. And, ooh, the things that we're going to learn, maybe we'll learn about consciousness. Maybe we'll learn about ghosts. Probably not that one. Maybe we'll learn more about dumplings. I always love to go to food. Um, whose existence has not been attributed to the combination. I wonder if this definition has changed since this book was written. Is this old? Possibly. <laughs> Elementary school. Two words. Noun from 1818. Okay, what did did we have a different name for elementary school before 1818? Or did we not have elementary school before then? This is a school including usually the first four to the first eight grades and often a kindergarten. Yeah, different schools, different cities, different states, countries, they all do it differently. So my elementary school was K through five. Kindergarten, one, two, three, four, five. Um, but some are K through eight. Some are um, K through six. And then junior high would be seven and eight. My junior high was six, seven, and eight. But in other countries, um, maybe they don't use the numbers. Maybe they use other words uh, or they just a whole different system. Maybe they go kindergarten to third grade and then back down to first grade. And then you skip to eighth grade and then fourth, fifth, I don't think they do that. That would not be a good education. That'd be a very strange education. Elementary school. Um, what what can I say about my time in elementary school? Um, I went to kindergarten, and that was a blast. And then it just went downhill from there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Too many memories for, for those six years. My first, I can tell you this, my very first day of school, first day of elementary school, first day of kindergarten, was my fifth birthday and that was that was i don't remember that experience specifically but we have video of me sitting on the porch before i went to school talking about how uh, i'm gonna go to school and it's my birthday and i'm clearly very excited elementary school um thought i had another thought about mine uh mine is very old uh, from, I think, the late 1800s. There was like a main building, but then over the years they built on, but they still have this really cool old building with this like big staircase, and that was very cool. <laughs> the next word is elemi, E-L-E-M-I, noun from 1543. Any of various fragrant 
oleoresins from the tropical trees used chiefly in varnishes, lacquers, and printing inks. Inks. There's an I, an N. Oh, my God. I'm tired. Should I have some more coffee? I don't usually have coffee. I'm, I'm trying to cut down a little bit. Uh, so, Elemi, they're from tropical trees. The family name for those trees is Berseraceae. And they are used in varnishes. So they take this stuff from the, these resins, oleo resins from the trees, and they do some maybe chemical stuff to them. Uh, they, they probably don't use them raw. That's my thought. But maybe they do. They're fragrant. They smell nice. And they're used in varnishes. So you put that on wood. Uh, lacquers. You probably put that on a wood too or something. And printing inks. Because you definitely need your printing inks to smell very nice when you're printing things. You don't want it to smell crappy. You want it to smell maybe rosy or like something else that smells nice. <laughs> and of course, all, all thoughts escape the brain. Again, I went to pizza. That's the first thought I had. Uh, the name is from the, or probably from the Arabic al-lami, which, uh, which means the, the elami. So that's literally what it is. The name really hasn't changed at all. Elemi. Yep, I don't do anything with varnishes or lacquers or trees or printing inks, and so I don't know nothing about the Elemi. <laughs> Next is Elenchus. Elenchus. E-L-E-N-C-H-U-S. Noun from 1663. The plural is Elenchi or Elenchi, because you replace the U.S. with an I. You replace us with I. There's no more us. It's just I. Which is kind of funny when you think about it that way. Because the plural, that's backwards. Us is plural. Th th this has no connection to anything etymological. You know, this is just a coincidence that these words, these letters went this way. But us is plural and I is singular. But us at the end of a word like this is singular and I is plural. It's funny how that happened. The synonym for this word, elenchus, is refutation. Refutation, but especially one in syllogistic form. I don't remember what syllogistic means. Obviously, we haven't gotten there in this, this podcast YouTube thing. Uh, but refutation, so that's like refute. If you're refuting a thing, you disagree, basically. I think that's the easiest way to say that. Um, so you're maybe disagreeing with something in a syllogistic form, which I have no idea what that is, and that's elenchus. Um, it's just from the Greek word elenchos, and it doesn't say what that means. So I'm very sorry that I cannot give you more information on elenchus. But it is a fun word to say. Elenchus, 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 elenchus. The next word. It's elephant. It's elephant. Were you very confused by my sound effect? I hope not. Uh, the plural could be elephants or also just elephant. You can say all those elephant over there. All of those elephant. This is a noun from the 14th century. Number one, any of a family 
of thick-set, usually extremely large, nearly hairless herbivorous mammals that have a snout elongated into a muscular trunk and two incisors in the upper jaw developed especially in the male into large ivory tusks and that include two living forms and various extinct relatives. And then we, we talk about a couple of these extinct relatives, which I'll get to in a second. But there's a picture. Uh, there's It shows two elephants. Uh, number one um, is the African elephant. And number two is the Asian elephant. And, I mean, you know you know what an elephant looks like. I'll post a picture on social media about, about an elephant. It's a story about an elephant. It's a story about an elephant. Um... But I wouldn't be able to tell you probably which was which. Um, the African elephant looks bigger. Uh, the Asian elephant, yeah, like I said, looks a bit smaller. That's the other way to say those words. But it does look like it has uh, its sort of forehead, top of the head, looks maybe a little bit more b uh, rounded, bumpy. It looks more a little bit more distinct than on the African elephant. Um and, uh, you know, I just haven't studied my elephant, so I wouldn't have been able to tell you that. But I will try to remember. It's like the crocodile alligator thing. I've, I've learned about the difference between them so many times throughout my life. But why can I not remember this? Why can I not instill this information into my head? African-Asian, I'm going to try and visualize this picture when, I, when I'm trying to figure out which type of elephant it is. And then I think I think I'll I think I'll be able to do it. I think so. This one might stick. Um, and of course, yeah, I'll put I'll put uh, on the social media. I'll put a picture of both African and Asian, and so you can see the difference, because there's no way that you can look it up beforehand. But we all know what they look like. They're thick set. They got a trunk. The trunks are fascinating. It's a whole. It's a it's a fifth appendage. This is what they use. They do. They they use their trunks for everything. They grab things. They they suck up water. They smack people in the face. They take their hats. They're fantastic. They're smart. They're very smart uh, animals. They got big old ears. Oh, the other difference on the Asian looks like its ears are a whole lot smaller than the African elephant. So that's something too. Uh, I think their tusks look smaller too. It should be pretty obvious to figure out which is which. Um, let's see. So the the family name we've got that here is Elephantidae. That's the family name for the elephants. Now, let's see what else. They are herbivorous. They only eat plants. Uh, they're mammals. Uh, the snout, the incisors. Uh, let's just say for the record, don't be hunting elephants for their ivory. I think this is probably legal across the world, but but you know there's still people who are trying to hunt them and take their ivory and sell it on the black market and we do not approve of this please please stop with all of this nonsense we need to let these animals live free and die naturally and and they have like funerals when when one of their members dies don't don't be messing with my elephants i love them very much okay 1A, this is, uh, we're talking about their extinct relatives now. A tall, large-eared mammal of tropical Africa. Oh, sorry. These are not the, um, 
We're not talking about the extinct ones. We're now talking about the specific ones, the specific ones. So this one, large-eared mammal of tropical Africa called also African elephant. And the species name is Loxodonta africana. And 1b, a relatively small-eared mammal. So small-eared compared to other elephants, African elephants, but compared to other mammals, I think their ears are still pretty big. They're, they're small relative to their size of their body, probably. A relatively small-eared mammal of forests of southeastern Asia, and it is called also Asian elephant. I guess I should have read those before I talked about the picture. The species name for that one is Elephas maximus. Elephas maximus. I figured that the species names for these two would have been more similar, um, like Loxodonta asianus, but no, we they went a whole different route for that one. I wonder why. Number two, an animal or fossil related to the elephants. Maybe the mammoths would be part of that. Um, an animal or fossil related to the elephants is an elephant. Three, one that is uncommonly large or hard to manage. This podcast is an elephant. It is very large. At the time of recording, I have over 1,600 episodes um, recorded and uh, ready to post, ready to go. And so, you know, there's a handful of other ones that aren't ready to go. Um, and it is it is hard to manage, but I learned very early on, you got to stay organized with this thing. So my organizational structure, I am on top of it. Nobody can mess with my organization on this show. And it's and it's getting better, too. As I add video, I'm learning new things. I'm, I'm making it better every time. You got to be organized. You, you want to make the elephant small. You want to dwarf the elephant. You want to... That's what they did in uh, Jurassic Park. They were talking about dwarf ele ele in elephants in the book, uh, and then they used that, I think, to 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 clone, and then they eventually led to the dinosaurs. They didn't talk about the dwarf elephant situation in the movie, but I guess that's okay. So you wanna you wanna make a dwarf elephant out of your big old podcast, make it simple and easy to manage. Okay, the etymology is from. I mean, it looks like it comes down to the Greek or the, the Latin elephantus and the Greek elephant or elephas. So that's where the species name for the Asian elephant comes, elephas. That's the Greek name. And I guess that's just the Greek name for elephant. But did they even have elephants in Greece? Why is this? Why does this word come from Greek? Why wouldn't we have taken it maybe from an Asian word, uh, one of the Asian countries or an African country word? Why why Greek? That seems weird to me. Okay, we got to move on. <laughs> elephant bird. Two words. Two words is the elephant birds. Noun from circa 1889. Any of a group of gigantic, flightless, ratite birds known only from remains found in Madagascar. Uh, the genus name is Ipironis? No, Ipiornis. Ipiornis? Uh, that is of the order Ipiornithiformes. Ipiornithiformes. 
I think that's pretty close. Uh, so I guess we should find a picture and post this on social media for this elephant bird. They're big, they don't fly, and it sounds like they're extinct, I guess, because they just found the remains in the Madagascar area, that island. <coughs> My lips are not going to work after this for the rest of the day. Elephant garlic, two words, noun from circa 1923. Oh yes, give me some elephant garlic. I love the garlic, and if it's just big like an elephant, I will eat it. This is an old world herb of the lily family that is related to the leek and has a bulb that resembles that of garlic, but is much larger. Also, the mildly flavored bulb of the elephant garlic used especially as a seasoning. So the plant, I guess, is elephant garlic, and the bulb, the actual garlic thing, is that a fruit? I don't know. That's also the elephant garlic. The species name is Elium ampeloprasum. Ampeloprasum. Uh, and uh, do we need to post a picture of elephant garlic? What does it look like? How big is it? How big is elephant garlic? How big is elephant garlic? How big elephant garlic? I'm typing it in. Oh, that is not at all what I wanted to do. That's all these tabs came up. How did that even happen? How big? Not elephant brain, elephant garlic. Let's see. Four inches wide and three inches long. And that's not as big as I was hoping it would be. Eh, I don't know. I mean, it's a good size, obviously, but I was hoping it would be like a foot long. Okay, last word. It's elephant grass, two words, noun from 1832. One, an old world cattail used especially in making baskets. And number two, the synonym is napier grass. Oh, the species name for number one, the old world cattail, is Typha elephantina. Is it really big grass? Is it really tall? Is it really fat? Does it have a trunk? Is it gray? Does it eat other plants? I don't know. Why? I don't know why it's called elephant grass. Maybe the elephants just walk through it, and that's all it is. Who knows? Okay, it is now time to pick a word of the episode. We had elemental, elementary, elementary particle, elementary school, elemi, elenchus, elephant, elephant bird, elephant garlic, and elephant grass. Oh, you know what? I'm going to pick elementary school as the word of the episode because this is a very, very, very important time of your life. Uh, I'm hoping everybody gets a chance to go to school um, or at least do some learning at this time period in their life. Um, obviously, uh, you know, homeschool is one thing. I think it is good to personally, I think it's good to go to a school and to get that socialization with a whole bunch of different types of pe uh, people and kids. Um, but of course, I understand that like maybe if you're not very happy with the educational system in your area, maybe you want your kids to get a better education. And then that, of course, brings up a whole other problem of the educational system and money and money going to the schools for things and teachers not getting paid well enough and all of that stuff. That's a whole thing. But the school, the time period, the the what you learn, the friends you make, 
Um, it's a really important time, and I hope that if you are a kid listening to this, you are appreciating your elementary school. I'm sure I didn't. I didn't really care for school, but you know, it's it's more important than you will ever understand. And it's a there's just that whole time of your life. It's just those they're the formative years. They they make you who you are and who you're gonna be for the rest of your life, largely. And that's all. That's all. So enjoy it. Uh, learn as much as you can. Uh, if, of course, if you're not that age and you're listening to this or watching this, then it's too late for you. Um, but if, or if you're going to have kids, please instill this in them to enjoy this time period and learn as much as they can and make friends with everybody and don't be a bully. These are all my little nuggets of wisdom. Don't be a bully. Be nice to your teachers and all the other people who work there and just just have fun. That's my that's my suggestion. Elementary school is really great. It's really cool at the elementary school. I love my silly songs. Not all the time, but sometimes. All right, I'm not going to say a movie for you today because uh, this is all out of order and it would be all messed up. So we don't want that. So I'm just going to end the episode. Thank you very much for consuming this content that I am creating for you. Um, I know I get very weird sometimes and not very smart, but that's okay because a lot of a lot of us are like me, and I hope that you see that. This has been Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.